Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. If you've ever asked the question of yourself, can God save our marriage? I'm so glad you've joined us today. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley, and we're going to hear a very powerful story of restoration uh, from Chris and Cindy Beal. Uh, Chris had been unfaithful to Cindy, and uh, they went through a really difficult season, but they decided to stay together, and here they are now talking with Jim Daly about how God worked in their love story. Cindy, I want to ask you, because you're in that place of the betrayed woman, and again, um, there's a lot of fear there. And it's been said if women actually knew what went through the minds of a man, they probably would never marry men anyway. It's just part of our makeup. It doesn't excuse it. It's what the Lord wants to bridle, the idolatry that he wants to get a hold of in a man's life. But it's powerful. Sexuality is powerful. Um, How did you process that that great fear, the spear of all spears? Because I know some women, this is the dagger. If you betray me that way, I'm never looking forward for you. Right. Um, help that woman who maybe decided, I'm not going to stick with it. I'm not going to take your mom's pastor's advice. I'm getting rid of them. Sure. And maybe they've already done it. Right. But wh- what about that woman that may still have that happening in the future? But that is the most sensitive area of her heart yeah. is that kind of betrayal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just strikes to I'm not as sexy as those women he's looks and he looks at on the video. Mm. I'll never I'll never yeah. be able to do the things they do. I'll never meet up to what he desires. So there's that that you have to kind of walk through, but Pastor Craig often says, you know, yes, you may have grounds for divorce, but you also have grounds for forgiveness. Mm. And so that's what I would say to the woman listening. Yeah, if I get it. There's a lot of betrayal, and you may choose to walk, and that is your prerogative between you and God. Because I don't ever tell someone what they should do. That's between them and God. But I say there's still a chance. If you've got two people willing to do whatever it takes and work at a marriage, which is what we should be doing in the first place, man, you have no idea what God can do and how he can redeem because he is the redeeming God. So that's what I would say to that woman listening. It's evident, and we're going to get to that part of the discussion. You guys are probably more in love today than you've ever been is what it looks like. But I'm going to let you express that. I want to come back to something you mentioned, though, Cindy, rather quickly. Mm -hmm. And that was, in part, the affair that you had, Chris. I mean, this other woman is pregnant. Right. Um, Okay, so women are on your side, Cindy. Now they're really on your side. Right. How could you deal with that? And what is happening today? Is that child present in your life? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Speak to that, Cindy. So leading up to his confession, two and a half years of our marriage was chaos. Um, I was convinced that I was the worst wife in the world. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing what I needed to do. He was everybody's hero at church. And something was off. And I was, it was our senior pastor and it was us. And so I didn't have anybody to go to. I have nobody. And I, I just dug deeper in the word. I spent time with my father. I mean, God truly became more important to me than my husband. And so when this all came out, I kept hearing him just gently speak to my heart and and just saying, you going to ask me what I think? You going to ask me what I think? You said you would follow me, you know. And I thought, okay, God, 
what should I do? You know, I finally had the nerve, like six days later, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And I just remember I was stirring spaghetti and I was crying. And I remember him saying, Cindy, remember when you told me you'd do anything to bring me glory? And the moment I heard that, I was just like, now I don't believe God caused this, but he's certainly going to use it. Mm. So that's where I began to just say, okay, God. So it became less about my husband and more about the kingdom for me. That's what it was. That's a powerful statement. I mean, that is a really powerful statement that can be applied in any aspect of life as a Christian. I mean, Lord, how how am I going to resolve this? How am I going to get through this? Yeah. Sometimes it's really tough stuff, like yeah. what you two went through. And and the birth of the child was five months after his confession, and that was still a very difficult season for us. But I'm telling you, that child, he'll be 16 this summer, and he's my son. He's my boy. Like, I, we say we have three sons. I just didn't have stretch marks with him, you know. <laughs> like, I adore him, and I adore his mom. I adore her, her mom. I mean, it's... You know, some people might say it's a bit Jerry Springerish. It seems a little unrealistic. It seems like almost too good to be true. But isn't that our God? Mm-hmm. Isn't he too good to be true to send Jesus to die for us? Well, in the response, I mean, I'm, it's so admirable the way you have responded to this. And, uh, you know, again, I just applaud you spiritually for choosing the right thing to do. It's tough. I really appreciate hearing Cindy talk about uh, how God's love empowered her to choose forgiveness. That's not a natural reaction. Um, so, Greg, talk to the person who is saying, I heard Cindy there, but uh, you know what? My spouse is way worse than Chris was, and there's no way I can offer forgiveness. I think first and foremost, we have to understand that forgiveness is not letting your spouse off the hook for their poor choices. It's not about forgetting the past. It's not about forgetting the pain. It's really about setting yourself free so that you can move forward personally and that you guys can move forward relationally. I think sometimes we believe, well, if I forgive, then they're going to forget how much they hurt me and they're just going to do it again. And so I think true forgiveness is just recognizing that you've got to lay this before the cross in a sense and say, God, this is scary because I feel like if I let him or her off the hook, it's just going to hurt me again. But I think that part of the forgiveness process actually strengthens your relationship with Christ because you're placing that trust in him. You can't Mm -hmm. control your spouse anyways. They may hurt you or not hurt you again, but you, you can't worry about that. What you have to do is just turn that over to God. I think one of the powerful aspects of forgiveness is that it keeps your heart open. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when we're holding on to that bitterness, that resentment, when we're unwilling to forgive, it, it really keeps your own heart shut down. And that's, that's a horrible way to live. It, as you experience a closed, hardened heart, that feels lonely. It feels dark. It feels cold. That's not how God designed us to live. He wants us to live with an open heart. So forgiveness sets your heart at rest. It sets your heart Mm. open to to be who God created you to be. Well, I hear what you're saying, Greg. I mean, I really do. And 
forgiveness is one of those topics, no matter where in our organization we're talking about it. When we address forgiveness, we always get feedback. And you mentioned something that made me wonder, is it that self-protective nature? Is that the common thread that keeps us from going there so often? In, in all my thousands and thousands of hours of working with couples, that's what I see most mm. often is the, the, the reason why I don't want to forgive is because I'm afraid that you're just going to hurt me again. Yeah. I don't think we're intentionally thinking that through, consciously choosing that. But I think at some level, this was so painful, especially within their story. I mean, infidelity, yeah. wow, you talk about rocking you at the core of who you are, the pain that that creates. Yeah. There's something about, I need to make sure that you don't forget hmm how bad you hurt me because otherwise I'm terrified because I can't control any of this. So I'm not going to let you off the hook and therefore you're going to keep doing the right things. And it just doesn't work. It Uh, keeps uh, you enslaved mm, to that. For the couples that you've uh, counseled when they've effectively gotten to that point of forgiveness, how often does the perpetrator, if you will, um, take that as a license to go out and do it again? Yeah, I, I think for most couples, I think um, for for whatever was happening within the relationship within the individuals that led to those sort of really poor behaviors, I, most people don't want to do that. They don't want to show up that way. I mean, you talk about the loss of your own personal integrity, all that. So, I mean, I don't think for most people there there's that choice okay. that I really am going to stick it to you now and I'm going to do this again. I think that that both people want to move forward and want to see restoration happen but but the problem is that that no one teaches us how to deal with this level of pain. Mm-hmm. I mean you really think about it. I mean who who You don't learn who it in ta- school. No, yeah. you don't. And probably our parents didn't know how to teach us to do this. So therefore the absence of my own ability to go, okay, I know how to care for my own heart in the midst of all this horrendous pain. I, because I don't know how to do that. Now the only other option is, well, now I got to control you so you don't hurt me again. Yeah. And that's why when we work with people, actually I, I'm less focused on the forgiveness and focused on helping that person gain confidence to go, okay, although I never want to be hurt like that again, I actually know what to do if that ever happens again. I know how to care yeah. for my own heart. And that confidence allows them just to forgive. It's it's amazing how quickly forgiveness happens when you learn how to take care of your own heart. It's interesting how that works. Yeah. Well, th- we have more on this uh, at our website. Certainly, we've got the book by Cindy Beal called Rebuilding a Marriage Better Than New. I'd strongly recommend getting a copy if you're in a difficult place or if you know someone who's struggling in their marriage. Um, we can send that book to you as our thank you gift when you join our support team, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. And we'll have details about how you can donate uh, in the episode notes. We also have a link to Hope Restored, our marriage intensive, and uh, you can reach out and talk to a, a counselor if you'd like. Um, all of this and more at the website. Next time, we'll hear more from our guests. And for now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and the rest of the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.